Welcome to the Waiting Warriors podcast. As loved ones of first responders and military personnel, we often face life situations and challenges that many others don't experience. And while each of us and our experiences are unique, together we can learn from one another and become stronger in this journey of life. Now let's step out of mediocrity. It's time to thrive. to the Waiting Warriors this week. We have something really fun planned because this week I have my husband Austin here. That's why she says we because I am part of we. Yes. So I wanted to interview Austin this week because this week on the 13th it is actually our army anniversary. We've done army anniversary. Army anniversary. <laughs> Uh, six years ago, on July 13th, he signed his life away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> signed it to the Army Reserve for a time. I thought I was number one, and he made me number two on that day. Not true. <laughs> Not true at all. Just kidding. So, we thought we would do something fun, and um, so today's episode is going to be six things that we have learned in our six years with the Army. And obviously there's more than six things we've learned, but um, in talking we kind of tried to boil it down to six kind of bigger topics, maybe things that um, can catch other people's interests that will hopefully um, bless your lives and and uh, just be something to reflect about. I don't know. Yeah. So... The six things that we've learned in the last six years, I'm just going to you know, say them out first and then we'll discuss them um, one by one. But I just kind of want to give people a little preview. So the first is to be intentional about time together. The second, be aware of change. The third is to work hard, take time to celebrate, and then keep on working. The fourth, make memories and especially make memories before a long separation. The fifth lesson is to maintain seemingly small connections and the sixth is that separation shouldn't mean stagnation. Yep. Okay, so first one that we came up with is to be intentional about our time together. Do you want to talk more about Sure, yeah. So being intentional about time together. Now, obviously, um, well, I should back up. In the last six years, um, I have been in the reserve. I have not deployed, but I've been to multiple trainings, basic, AIT, um, LDAC, or the cadet summer course, AT trainings, Chibolic, the officer um, course for chaplains. And, and so, while, I mean, there's. And while he was in ROTC, there was like way too many weekends or in the middle of the weeks where they right. were gone for nights on end. Yeah, numerous numerous field trainings, both for my unit or the ROTC program. So while I haven't done an extended six-month, nine-month, year, year-and-a-half deployment, uh, we experienced uh, quite a bit of time apart in the last six years. And so just being intentional about time, to, intentional about time together is is one of the lessons that we've learned. And what I mean by that is the time that we have together as a couple, as a family, me as a father with each of my children. Um, if, if you're not intentional about time, then time just slips away. All of a sudden, an evening just turns into the mundane. Um, the next thing you know, a weekend comes up and the week has gone by. And the chores start piling up for a Saturday because the other Saturdays are booked with work. And the next thing you know, you, you, you've missed out on date night. You haven't been able to go 
um, on a daddy-daughter date. You haven't done a family activity to the carnival or to some sort of... Even just a walk. Yeah, even just a walk around the block. And so to be intentional with time and really block it out really has been a, a benefit and blessing, especially in the last few years as we figured that out because time doesn't stop. And so just really planning that one-on-one and then also planning time for oneself mm-hmm. and really having that self-care piece is something that's been important for me as well. I think also what we've learned is, and we've gotten a lot better at it, especially this last year is communicating with each other about what needs to get done and kind of what our expectations are for family time, for individual time, because otherwise I don't think everything would have even gone close to not like completed, but like as successful as it's been. And we haven't been perfect the last year, but I think the last year, I think the last year has been our best year as far as, um, keeping all our top priorities, keeping them in check and like making sure that we've both been taking care of ourselves. Whereas we've had other time periods where one person has been taken care of versus the other person. And like we've both taken turns on that or mm-hmm. we, there have been time periods where we put so much focus on keeping the family together and keeping the girls feeling loved that we kind of neglect, not neglected our marriage, but we didn't go on as many day yeah. nights. Like, no, yeah, we didn't focus on the us time. Right. And, but this last year we've been really good at, making sure we get date nights in, making sure there's daddy-daughter dates, especially because they get tons of time with me. Yeah. Some, some of that helps that I'm I'm actually finally out of school. Right. <laughs> we have somewhat of an income, you know, finished grad school. Right. And um, it really, I mean, and it's not that money is everything, but being yeah. able to, to go out and do an activity, to go and see a movie, to go and get dinner, yeah. to take the girls to get ice cream cones, you know, things that we're a little more far and a few between in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas before, I mean, like during grad school and stuff, we go to the sports events with the student pass or right. whatever, or there's a free thing on campus. You know, it's, we were still intentional, but it was a little more difficult to balance the time. Right. But I think another, a big part of it is we have gotten so much better at just communicating, like sitting down. Mm-hmm. At, we're not super good at like doing it every week, but every few weeks we're like, okay, what do we want to get done this is what needs to get done. Yep. This is a priority for me. This is a priority for you. Calendaring. Yeah. Yep. Mapping that all out. Yep. Okay. Number two. Um, you want to do this one? I just did the last one. Oh. Well, that was like a joint effort. They're all joint efforts. <laughs> okay. Unless so, you're tricking me. Am I supposed to do all of these? <laughs> no. Really, I'm just putting them on the spot. Um, so number two is to be aware of change. So... I, I don't know. I think we kind of have different reasons of why we both, why we both brought this up. Um, but for me, in my perspective, the last six years, um, we, and again, we haven't deployed or anything, but I've seen a lot of couples go through deployments and we have seen this in our, even just our separation. Like we, I think a lot of people have the expectation that when their soldier leaves, when they're even just firefighters or um, police officer leaves, like they don't come back at home, even just at the end of the day, they don't come back home the same person. Like 
we've we've both experiencing throughout the days that are changing us whether we've like it why we whether we like it or not and i think especially during an extended period of time like things happen a lot of the times for the people who leave like it's a lot of crap that happens whether you're a soldier or whether you're a firefighter who just saw like 40,000 acres get burned down like and that is not an uncommon thing like that is slightly traumatic that's or even even if it's not traumatic that's a big thing to deal with and i think it's hard as spouses because we want the person to come home to be the same person who left and that's not what happens but that doesn't mean that all is lost i think it just means that we need to talk more and we need to um not get too far away from each other. When we were just about to get married, we had a like a little marriage counseling session with our religious leader in the area. And one thing, one piece of advice that he said um, that has stuck with us for all these years is that marriage is like a ladder. And sometimes she'll be a rung or two up and sometimes he'll be a rung or two up. But the the trick to a successful marriage is to not get too far away from each other and to reach down and help the other person um, get back to your level. And he was talking about that on a spiritual level, but I think the same totally um, is applicable for just life. Well, yeah, life. I mean, on an emotional level, um, also. I mean, even on life goals. Like we yeah. said, we've we've gone through different phases of fitness goals, and I mean, just being. Um, aware that life is going to change over the years. And mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, in my uh, limited, but at the same time, six years of experience, going to basic training and coming back, you're a different person. I mean, that's yeah. that's part of the training process. Um, going to a chaplain course and learning how to uh, nurture the living, care for the wounded, honor the fallen. I mean, those things change people because you start to see life in a different way and you get exposed to different things. And really... It's sometimes they're positive things, but just being aware of the change is that something we need to, to do. For example, when I was at Fort Jackson last summer, that's when Michelle decided to start working on the mascara makeup, mm-hmm. working with the mascara makeup company. Mm-hmm. And when you did that, um, it was kind of, it was weird to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I was away and the idea of you working was so foreign because for the last three years you'd been at home with the girls mm-hmm. and um, so to me, that was a big change and it was a positive change, but it was still big. It was yeah. difficult. Um, even though I wasn't home, it was just a change in the mindset, a change in time management, uh, a lot of changes that could take place even just in a few months while we're together or while we're away. And obviously some of them are for the better. Some of them are not necessarily for the better, but not for the worse. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to word that. Um, but to just recognize that life isn't stagnant. We're going to change. I'm going to change. You're going to change. Um, but to to stay together on that journey, to talk mm-hmm. about it, to, um, if needs be, have some sort of third party, like you mentioned, our religious leader. Um, if there are difficult circumstances going on and change just seems to be abounding in too much, you mm-hmm. know, if um, you have these life stressors that start to hit, I mean, that's something that that is never shameful or anything like that to reach out for help during the times of change too. You can reach out to your chaplain. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the, the other thing I thought of with that is 
another kind of experience that we had because he brought up going to basic. Like, I'm not going to lie. When he, not when he first came home, um, but like after a month or two, I definitely realized that the guy who came home was very, very different than the one that I sent away, which the, like, not, not ironic, but the interesting thing about that was we had recently gotten married. We got married in April, 2012. He left for basic in October and then came home in March, 2013. So we had barely been married a year. And all of a sudden, I honestly felt like I was married to someone different. And I know, I know there were some nights where it was like, I could make a decision right now where I could kind of throw up the white flag and say, Hey, I like, this isn't who I've been married to. But, and I, I've seen people do that in relationships where it's like, well, you're not the person who I married. So, you know, that's it. I'm done. But I think if, well, not, I think I know from experience that when you kind of stick with it and you remember that there are things that you love about that person that are still there and kind of remind them. I think I, I was maybe a little bit too gentle about it. I think it could be not forceful, but like I waited a long time to say something about it and kind of let him come to his own realization that like, cause it was kind of like his fun side, his fun side got a little sucked away by, <laughs> my, son, yeah. by the yeah. my fun side kind of went down a little yeah. and that, but that's also, I, rec- I recognize now in hindsight after further life experience and education that some of that's also my personality type. Right. And really, I mean, informative years having a big shift and change like that. Um, yeah, it shook, shook up some of my personality, but then mm-hmm. over the last few years, I feel like I've kind of untangled that to where mm-hmm. I can more easily balance the soldier life and me as a person and who I really am in the core, um, to my core, not the core core. I'm not the Marine <laughs> Corps. Um, but I just, to be true to who I am, but also fulfill all of the responsibilities of, of a soldiering, um, or of soldiering, I should say, that's yeah. weirdly worded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's something that I think some people do a lot more easily than others. Yeah. So anyway. And, and the, now that was just the point I was coming up is I think that every soldier needs to have that balance. And I think as loved ones, we need to be patient and help them find that balance instead of demand it. So number three. So number three, the third lesson that we've learned is to work hard take time to celebrate, and then keep on working. (laughs) And what I mean by that is in the last six years, we've had a pretty fast-paced life. What I mean by that is we both um, received our undergraduate degrees. Mm -hmm. We completed our undergraduates. We had two children by the time we finished our undergraduates. I went to grad school and finished a 90-credit graduate degree in two years. You commissioned. I commissioned as an officer. Um, yeah, let's rewind even further. We already talked about this, but I enlisted in the Army Reserve, and then I commissioned as an officer, continued um, as a chaplain candidate training in the Army Reserve, and got hired on at a hospital as a chaplain resident. Yeah. Um, all within six years. Oh, and we had oh, our yeah, third had daughter. Third yeah, baby. we had our third baby during grad school. <laughs> Don't forget it. Yeah. So that's just the family life, education, and work side of things where it's, mm-hmm. you know, we had to put in a lot of work. 
Yeah. Um, a lot of work at home, a lot of work in school, a lot of work in our jobs. And Michelle was working different odd jobs in between. Mm-hmm. She had sewing projects. She worked at a telemarketing company for a while, right? At yeah. the beginning of our marriage, yeah. right? A phone, um, some sort of I was like phone credit. call place. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, and then taking on the, the mascara work and then and starting nanny. podcasts. Yeah, nannying. Nanny. I mean, a ton of different things. But in the midst of all of that, we had, obviously, there are things to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah. Birthdays, births, graduations, (laughs) um, commissioning ceremonies, Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of things. Weddings with family going on. I mean, and it's really imperative that we take time to celebrate all of those things in the middle of everything going on. All the milestones. I mean, even this podcast is like a celebration. Mm -hmm. If I had stayed private first class, you know, um... I'd actually be getting out right now. If I hadn't commissioned, <laughs> this would be my six years. Well, I don't know if I'd actually get out, but um, the yeah, point is, like, this would have been, like, the end of my contract. Then I'd go into the IRR and, you know, wait out the last two years. But, you know, no, we, we looked at different things and decided to celebrate the growth and the direction that we feel like we were getting from God in a lot of ways and a lot of um, aspects of our lives. And I don't – how was that for you, I guess – from my, the waiting warrior perspective, I know what it was like for me who was doing a lot of um, that outside of the house part in yeah. in school, in work, in the hospital, in my unit, in the field or whatever. So, I mean, how important yeah. was celebrating for you? That was honestly huge because the first few years, we honestly weren't super good at it. Like when I graduated, there wasn't a big celebration. And if we were we, poor. <laughs> no, I, no, I know. But like family didn't come up. We didn't, I think like we went to the graduation mm-hmm. and then we ate pizza with your brother. And was he married by then? Yeah. Cause Mary had been born. So yeah, we had pizza with Dylan and Alexis yeah. and family. And that was fun. But, but there, there were other little things that we didn't, just at the very beginning that we didn't really celebrate. It was like, like we kind of had the mentality. We got stuck in the mentality of we got to get to work. We're, um, there isn't enough time. We're too tired. I think, I think that was like the biggest yeah. thing is we were tired because we had two little it's kids. True. and just, it was, it was We were tired. tired. No, it was. But I think these last few years we've been just as tired, but we've been better at like seizing the moment of right now we're going to celebrate. And that's given us, at least for me, that's like given me the, I'm going to like soak up in this moment and get as happy and as high as possible. And then that's like, I've been able to carry on that high. Mm -hmm. Whereas for those years before it was kind of harder because it was just like, well, it's just all work. And it's it's really easy to get exhausted. I think, especially with these jobs, like Mm -hmm. it's, because like I've said before on the podcast, like the fact of the matter is, is these jobs have really, really difficult or just, just big difficulties attached to them, whether you are a first responder or military. And if you don't get out of that for a second and just celebrate coming home, celebrate a day off, celebrate a promotion, like celebrate becoming uh, an army chaplain. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, really, no, and that's yeah. something. I mean, we were we were looking at that whole situation once I got mm-hmm. the final word, and we decided to go out for a, a date night. Yeah, a um, big date. Night. A big date night. We got some sushi, and we went to Top Golf, which is like a, a golf course driving range, but it's yeah. 
with targets and games. We, we don't even play golf though. But I mean, like, I suck at it golf, was, guys. I suck at golf. But it was just super fun because you just go and you whack the ball yep. at the targets. Like some of them are close, some of them are far. But like the point was, we just went out and did something fun because, in yeah, in celebration yeah. for something big. And it was it was completely unrelated. But the whole point was just the fact that we had that energy and that joy, yeah. and we lived it out. Yeah. And then recognizing, obviously, that it's back to work. Yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot ahead of us still in, in this journey. But, mm-hmm. I mean, really, just taking that time to celebrate was good. Yeah, it was. Okay, number four. And I am a huge, huge, huge believer of this is to make memories, especially before long separation. Um, so what we've done for this is we've taken vacations like anytime we could like literally anytime we could we took a vacation we um this these last six years we've been on the west coast which all of our family is on the west coast Well, most of them some of them are right to be fair I, okay. some of them are sorry off, I, I was thinking parents yeah all of our no parents yeah all of our, on the west yep, coast. our parents are like here. literally on the same highway it's very convenient. Yep, up and down the I-15 and from Idaho to California. Yeah. So even when we were in Idaho, if there was a school break, it was like 99% likely that we were going down to see some sort of family, which financially may not have made total sense, but we knew that something like right now would happen and yep, we're moving yep. to Kentucky. So yep. we're going to end up across the country. And so we wanted to soak in that time and right. really make the memories. And part of it's also for our children, just knowing you know, giving them grandma and grandpa time. Mm-hmm. Some of it's for us knowing that you're only around your parents for so long. And, yeah. you know, you have everybody has their ups and downs with their parents. But to really create good, fond memories, spend time together. Go to um, the beach as much as possible. Go to the beach. My parents yes. live right by the beach. Having guys. in-laws that live in a beach town has not been bad. <laughs> nope. Um, but really just making those memories. And like Michelle said before, a long separation. What we did last summer when I was going to be gone for for three months Um Again, whether or not this <laughs> this <laughs> whether or not this was smart, I mean, we pretty much had been living off of student loans, but we thought, you know what, we can either pay back some of this excess student loan that was offered, or we can go on a trip to Disneyland. I mean, there's a great military discount. I know there's different first responder mm-hmm. fighter fighter things that they do um, throughout the year as well. And we just thought, you know what, we're going to go to California. Why not do something special with our girls? Yeah. Something we haven't really done before as a family like that. And so, to make memories. Yeah, to make memories. And we totally did. And we did. The girls have talked about it for a year now. And they yeah. have pictures. And um, it's just something that they totally remember. So when I was gone, it, it was a talking point. Even when I got back, yeah. um, <laughs> we would go out and get little ice cream cones at the grocery store down down the street. There's a nice little place to sit in these little um, fro-yo cones for like 39 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'd sit there and the girls' favorite thing to do, the immediate thing that they went to was, let's think about our favorite ride at Disneyland. <laughs> and I mean, this was like four months ago at this point, but it carried them through that three-month yeah. period that I was gone to where there was these memories that they had yeah. that they loved it when we were on this ride together and they loved walking around to this place or eating a churro. Or, with daddy. Or, exactly, yeah. 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 And – one thing that I've done is I've we take a lot of pictures, especially of the girls and Austin. And then just before he's gone, I make daddy books. And it's like all the pictures of the last year, however it's been since he's left. So then like they had really good pictures of all their favorite things with dad. So it wasn't just, you know, like, oh, he's gone. It's, hey, let's sit and think about. 
and remember all the fun things that we can do and like make a plan for how we can do them when he gets home. So when we were, um, when he was getting his master's, the girls really love to go on campus and get donuts and ice cream. Oh yeah. And so that like, or that milk. was or, the oh, creamery yeah, milk, the creamery the chocolate milk or, so or cookies and cream milk from the yeah. creamery. And it was just like, that was, those were such little things. Oh, like yeah. Disneyland's obviously the, oh yeah, no, that's a, yeah, that's a big thing. But, but going on campus, we would get like, sometimes we'd get French fries for a few bucks or donuts and yeah, milk they had and, half off fries on Fridays. Yeah. That was, was awesome. a good thing. It was yeah. like two bucks and our whole family pounded French fries down. Oh yeah. But, like, those were really small things, but so big and just spending time and making funny memories that we could all hang on to when we were apart, which leads us into number five. Right. Number five of our lessons learned in six years is maintain seemingly small connections. And really kind of what I mean by this is that when you're gone... um, you're obviously not with the people that you want to be with sometimes. You're with persons that you like. You're with persons that you might even love. They're your friends. They're your coworkers. They're people that you're spending a lot of your life with. Um, your brothers. And your brothers and, and sisters. And it's just like there's this camaraderie that there is, but it's different from your spouse. It's different from your children. It's different from um, your friends or whoever that you grew up with, whoever's closest to you really. And so maintaining seemingly small connections can really carry a far way. And something that I personally try and do is make sure that I take one-on-one time with my children before I leave for the hospital, for example. Um, because some, some days, especially when I'm on call, I don't know when I'm going to get home. <laughs> um, you never know when there's going to be a trauma that enters the uh, emergency department. You don't know if someone's going to be um, sick enough that they pass away that day. Um, really, it's just kind of up in the air. And so taking 30 seconds to go down to their level, take a knee, look them in the eyes, tell them you love them, give them a kiss, give them a hug, give them a third or you know, fourth hug because they keep asking for them. Um, but a really, kiss. yeah, a kiss. a kiss. And then, you know, finally you're out the door and it seems like an eternity sometimes and you're trying to go, but really it was only a minute. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I mean by seemingly small connections, really that extra minute before you leave to, you know, go and give your wife a hug and kiss to Mm -hmm. say something silly, an inside joke or whatever that might, you know, create a laugh and carry it through the day. Um, especially those long days, it's just something that is really important to me. You know, that something that we've learned in the last six years has really made a difference in how the pace and cadence of our day might go even. Yeah. And even like the example he gave was when we're together and he just has to leave or, but even like little things that we've done when we're apart is like, we'll have a running joke. We'll have GIF wars or something yeah. like yeah. <laughs> just sending one little GIF. And then it's, you know, sometimes it's throughout the day. Sometimes it was even just one a day mm-hmm. or, um, we're religious, which we've talked about. And there've been times where he'll read the same scriptures and I'll read the same scriptures and then we wouldn't even be able to like talk about it on the phone but we would have what is it is it like pages we both have iPhones so it's like we can share a page together and just like writing down our thoughts Mm -hmm. and being able to read that like yeah and that was something that was really strengthening for me while we were gone or while we were separated I should say and that I mean even when I was in the field before I would leave I know I'd be out for five days or whatever Mm -hmm. it would be and um 
we would create a plan. You know, like, okay, I'm going to read, we're going to read these chapters on these days. And as best as I could, um, I would read those chapters and really just make notes in my little write in the rain notebook or whatever I had. Mm -hmm. And um, then I'd send them to her when I got back, just because there was that connection that we had. Because for us, I mean, obviously as a chaplain and um, (laughs) our family perspective, our spiritual life is very important to us. But for whatever you have that's important, whether it's a spiritual thing or Just some sort of, yeah, yeah, a book or a TV show, I mean, whatever it is that you have in common, I mean, something that keeps you connected even while you're away, and it might be seemingly small, but it creates that bond. It has that commonality together. And last but not least is separation shouldn't mean stagnation. Did I say that right? Yes. <laughs> Separation should not mean stagnation. Austin likes to use a lot of big words. He did a master's and I'm just like well, a not... bachelor's. <laughs> Whatever. I'm that's not really. I mean. <laughs> Sorry. I part of it's the, 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 how the words go together. Yeah. Separation, stagnation. which just sounds yeah. nice. Really, it's, I mean, the, the point of this one, one of the lessons that we've learned is that um, whether you're together or apart, we should, we should always be growing. We should always be progressing. We should always have new goals. We should always be doing something to make our life and the lives of the people around us better. And but it's a combined effort. Yeah, it's a combined effort. I mean, when you're able, have a, a unanimity, mm-hmm. you know, have that be on the same page type of a feel um, with you and your significant other or you and your children, you and your parents, you and your friends, whatever, you know, whoever it is that you're closest with. You know, having a separation during any period of time shouldn't mean that your life stops. Yeah. Um, you should work and live within the morals that you have, the bounds that you set, the um, respect that you have in that relationship or in that family tie. But it doesn't mean that you have to just stop life. Yeah. You know. Or that your relationship progression doesn't have to stop. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. And I think this is important. It's been it's been really important for us. Like we um we kind of had this attitude from the beginning and there have been times where we haven't been so good at it and then there have been times that we've just gotten even better at it. But like we really saw it as we were joining the army, not Austin was joining the army. Mm-hmm. And that was like we, we often say we are in the army and sometimes it confuses people and they like, look at me like, Oh wow. Like you're in, you know, what's your rank? What's your job? And it's like, no, <laughs> not quite what we mean. What <laughs> we mean is that it was a joint effort yeah. and that we grow together through it. Yeah. And I think the unanimity. <laughs> and anemone. <laughs> like that fish I'm finding. Yes. <laughs> the unanimity. <laughs> no, you did it. Oh, yeah. I did it? Yeah. Okay. Having that in our relationship and that how we keep that in the separation helps helps us a lot because I think it helps us when problems arise. It helps us keep the attitude of it's us versus the problem, not you versus me. Mm-hmm. Because I think there there could have been a lot of times where and, and there have been times where I have slipped into it where it's like I'm resentful of you for being gone. But then I have to check with myself that it's, it's no, like it's that we have this problem Mm -hmm. that the army takes you away. And when, like when we're able to approach it from that point of view, then we can figure out solutions together as opposed to me just getting upset that you're gone. And, you know, 
I have to put the kids to bed every night for months on end. Like those are problems, but it's not helpful when it's approached of me versus you, but it is helpful when we're together and it's us versus the problem. And that starts with staying together and even like in our goals and in our purposes, Mm -hmm. even when we're separate. Yeah. And that's, that's where the, the, not having stagnation, not being um, just paused in place yeah. while you're gone, but being purposeful with it and being on the same page with it. For example, when I was at basic training in AIT, um, Michelle was pregnant with our first daughter and she hung out with some close friends and she was often staying busy socially, mm-hmm. but in ways that were healthy, in ways yeah. that were helpful. Yeah. And while I was gone um, over the summer, I was doing the same thing on my end. Just this last year, for example, at the chaplain mm-hmm. training, um, I, I had a group of um, buddies that I got with, and every Friday we would go to Buffalo Wild Wings with half-off appetizers. Like That's we kind of so created a little <laughs> tradition with it, um, but that created some sort of bond in a healthy way. That you know, it wasn't that I just had to be a recluse in my hotel yeah. and because you're you know, separated yeah. from your family. Oh no, I'm not with my family. I can't go and you know play with my family at the park. So why should I go to a park? No, I mean still go out and have a good time and. Obviously, I, I think the majority of whoever's listening to this is probably doing these things. Um, but it's one of the lessons that we've really learned over the last six yeah. years is that um, life doesn't stop, but you need to continue together through it, even when you're separated. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, yeah, you just have to keep it healthy. Like, there's there's not going to be a healthy relationship between two people if one person isn't in a healthy place. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of impossible so again like you said like keep it keep your social and like personal things within correct boundaries like yeah you know but whatever those are for you and and your people right but it's just really important i i just hear way too many people of loved ones like feeling like oh my loved one is gone so what's the best show on netflix and I have told you guys before, there is a time and a place for Netflix. I love Netflix. <laughs> I love TV. It's awesome. But if that is, if that's your attitude for when they're gone, then that makes that time period so negative. But if mm-hmm. it can still be positive, you can still go out and find friends, which you probably will have to do. Like, it's not like friends will just fall into your lap. They didn't for me. Like, I had to be open with the fact, with these two girls, Emma and Emily, like, I have nothing to do. For the first few weeks, I did stay at home. I was pregnant and not feeling super hot. And It was just her on a date with Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I tell you. <laughs> just kidding. I wasn't there. I don't know what she did. I can't even remember. But I just remember like sitting at home for at least a week, getting homework done, and then just being like, I've got nothing to do. And there was a night where I was like, this sucks. And then a few days later, my friend... Uh, we just ran into each other and she was like, how are things going? And normally I'm the type of person to just say, Oh, they're fine. But I was honest about it. Like I'm just staying at home and doing nothing. She's like, Hey, come to the gym. Like that's all we would do. We would go to the college gym and watch basketball being played because we had played basketball together. And it was such a simple thing, but it got me out of the house that led to movie nights that led to, late Taco Bell runs and just hanging out together and talking about basketball or hanging out together with Emily. And she was pregnant at the same time too. Mm -hmm. So we 
moaned and groaned and, you know, bickered about <laughs> being pregnant. Yeah. But just, it, it wasn't anything big, but I had to go out of myself to find that. Mm-hmm. And... I, yeah, it was that was key though to the survival for basic training. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking back again to last summer and how from another perspective of this, you know, not being just kind of stuck in one place during a separation and is that in your relationships you can continue to grow as well. We did um digital date nights where mm-hmm. we would be FaceTiming and playing one of those games on the iPhone or whatever. Yeah. You know, and sending it back and forth to each other. Or with the girls, I would read them bedtime stories. I bought uh, kid books from Walmart, and I would FaceTime and you know put the book in front of the screen and read them a bedtime story. Or video it. Or a video. So then yeah. I could show it to them anytime yeah. I needed. I recorded a few, and especially for when you're out in the field doing those yeah. trainings and you can't make a phone call, you can't do a FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, having those for your children is something that helps keep that relationship going during a separation mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So... I mean, there's a social aspect, there's a relational aspect, there's a lot that shouldn't just stop yeah. because you're separated, but it should continue on in a healthy way that's beneficial for everybody. Yeah. And as the person on either side of it, you need to not be resentful of what the other person is doing. Like, I, like when he was going to Buffalo Wild Wings, I could have been like, well, I'm at home eating. I don't even know what I was eating. Not Buffalo Wild Wings, though. (laughs) You know, like, that was what he needed to have a healthy time while he was gone. But that's not what I needed because I had people, I had neighbors surrounding me all the time. We lived in an awesome neighborhood at that point. Like, had I gone Mm -hmm. out for, and, and I'm not saying this is how it should be for anybody else. But like for me in my situation, I recognize that if I really did go out to eat every Friday, that would have been a little bit of an overkill or like indulgence. Mm -hmm. But for him, it was necessary. So you just need to not judge and be resentful of what the other person needs and let them have it. Yeah. I mean, and that's the same thing for like um, a lot of family get togethers over the last six years being in the reserve for some reason. No, <laughs> for some reason, it's like every drill week, not every drill weekend, but you know, anytime. Pretty close. No, it just so happened that when a lot of family get togethers in our area, there's a handful of our or siblings church. or, um, or church grandparents activities. and yeah, that too. Family and These, church activities. So yeah. Anyway, with the family in the area and the church, I mean, there was just often some sort of social activity going on during the drill weekend, especially the ones where I was in the field and yeah. like, I couldn't just you know, show up late after the day of training ended on Saturday or Sunday. But like, you know, we're, we're out there and it's, you know, you're not leaving. And so the football game's on, the family's mm-hmm. all together and I'm missing out. But obviously, I mean, just cause you're separated for the training, just cause you're separated and you've got that swing shift, you got that, um, graveyard shift or whatever's going on in your job doesn't mean that life stops for everyone else. Yeah. But Again, to stay on that same page and do it in mm-hmm. a way that blesses the life of the other. Because there were times where I really, I was upset, to be yeah. honest. I mean, it sucked. Like, it was just like, shoot, I would much rather be watching the game, playing with family, you know, games and barbecue. food and barbecue and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, hey, you know, that's part of what I signed up for. It's, you know, I I know I miss some of that stuff. That's just part of the deal. Um, 
but it took me a while to actually kind of shift that mindset within my heart and in my mind where it's just like, no, Michelle's going to go and have a great time with the girls and I'll, I'll make the best of my experience and have a great time with the people I'm with. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be transparent, yeah, that took me a little while, but it's so much more healthy um, when separation doesn't mean stagnation and that both yeah. persons can t- continue to grow in the environment that they're in, whether that's at home or if it's at work whether it's in the same city or if it's, you know, across the country or across the world, that's one of the lessons that we've learned. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's it, my friends. Six things we've learned in six years. First, be intentional about time together. Second, be aware of change. Third, work hard and take time to celebrate and then keep working. Four, make memories, especially before long separation. Five, maintain seemingly small connections. And six, separation shouldn't mean stagnation. Any last wise words, Austin? I don't know about wise words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just excited and this is really cool to be on the podcast. I've obviously yeah. been behind the scenes giving my input here and there on things and um, helping along the way in my own right, but to actually be a part of it's really neat. So I hope that... Um, this blesses the lives of anyone who's listening, who's listening and that our six lessons learned in the last six years um, isn't where we stop growing, no. obviously. Yeah, I plan on learning another six um, in, like the, in next the next year. <laughs> in the next week. No, in the next, in the the next year, like I said, yeah. No, we have, we've learned a lot lessons. more in the last six years, and obviously the next six years will teach us even more. But yeah. um, just really excited. It was great to be a part of this. Well, thanks. Today's sponsor is Brightbox. Brightbox is an easy, affordable way to brighten somebody's day. You can send someone a quick pick-me-up without the hassle of running around. The purpose of Brightbox is to lift, love, and serve others. Brighten a day with just a few clicks from your phone, sending a customized box straight to the drawer with the price points of $5, $10, or $15, and free shipping. Find a perfect fit at brightboxes.shop or follow along at brightboxes on Instagram for all kinds of ways you can serve and give back to the world. Brighten a day with Brightbox.